3: Connor Bedard is supposed to be the next Gretzky, the next Crosby. And it was a fan that said, Marcel Dion. And I'm like, you nailed it. Remember, Marcel? What a player. Yeah, he definitely was. Hope this young man's a little bit taller than Marcel. You know, it, it was incredible to play. Uh, of course, Marcel was key to our line. He was the star that did everything. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to kind of Hour 2 the R P show on this Tuesday. We're coming in hot. we got a lot of topics carrying over from Hour 1. I know a lot of you are just joining us now. Maybe you are listening to the podcast after the fact. We're talking about Round 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs opening tonight. Talking about Mitch Marner being robbed at gunpoint on, what was it, Monday night? And his Range Rover being stolen. We're glad he's okay. Uh, Blue Jays finally won NBA Second round, uh, third round playoffs opening now, the conference finals tonight. There's a lot going on. And just so you know, we were talking about how ugly it could get in the Battle of Alberta in terms of the fan bases. And we all know, I would like to think we all know, although Andrew Walker was with us last hour and he said at the age of 38, he doesn't even remember the last Battle of Alberta. And that's one thing. I'm okay with the age that I am. I remember the 80s wars and the battles of the Orders and the Flames and the Marty McSorley Spear of Mike Bullard and the Tim Hunter fight and McSorley. And I, I remember all that and probably going to have it again. But there's going to be hijinks and zaniness away from the arena, too. Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake, Utah, and he says, "Seen too many bad incidents here, Utah and BYU fans getting into it. 85-year-old Mormon ladies swinging umbrellas. Max Hall, the BYU quarterback, lying about Utah fans pouring beer on his family. Alcohol banned. Uh, I talked about the fights at McMahon Stadium over the years between Riders and Stamps fans. And uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, yes, Rider fans caused a lot of problems here over the years. Thing was, Stamps fans didn't cause any problems in the Mosaic Stadium because not enough of them came. Probably too scared. But not the other way at McMahon. And I saw, there's YouTube videos. You can go look it up. It's, it actually turned my stomach when I looked at what went on 20 years ago. There's, there's videos of Ryder fans trying to get a hold of the cop's gun in the stands uh, as he was trying
1: to break up fights. We don't want that. So if we can say anything, enjoy the hockey, but be smart. Let's bring in the moose. Darren Moose
3: DuPont, if you don't mind. And uh, I don't know, I guess you probably don't remember those old-time Battle of
0: Alberta. Things you and walks are about the same age. Yeah, I'm a, I think a little younger, but I don't I don't remember that. Uh really, I mean it was young. 94 was the first again vivid memories I have of actually watching hockey. I know I did a little bit before that, but you know, the the best tweet of all of this came from the Red Deer Rebels. I don't know if you saw this. The Red Deer Rebels tweeted, yeah. Pray for Red Deer." <laughs> and it it got like 2,000 <laughs> likes or something. It was pretty good coming from their account because uh Red Deer is the uh, meat in the middle, right? And uh, that's where all the wars might go down. Uh, Speaking of, Red Deer,
3: fantastic city. I didn't mention this earlier in my quick six. It was my fifth point. The Seattle Thunderbirds dug a deep hole in their Western Hockey League playoff series by dropping three of the first four games against the Portland Winterhawks. But with a 2-1 win Monday night in Seattle's Showware Center, the Rolling T-Birds have forced a Game 7 tonight in Portland, the Rose City. Did you hear that, Darren? The two best words in sports. Game 7. Reed yep. Schaefer and Jordan Gusterson scored first-period goals for Seattle and then relied on clutch goaltending from Milik Thomas, who stopped 29 of 30 shots. Taylor Goche stopped 34 of 36 Seattle shots. Cross Hannes, son of former Regina Pat Trevor Hannes, scored a power play goal in the first period for Portland. The winner of Game 7 tonight. We'll meet the Kamloops Blazers in the Western Conference Finals. So for our junior hockey boys and girls, there's your coverage there. And I'll throw this in there. This was my sixth point. We never even got to all the points in the quick six. The Boston Celtics will face the top-seeded Miami Heat tonight as the NBA Eastern Conference Finals tip off in Florida. This will be a rematch of the 2020 East Finals with the Heat, uh, which the Heat won in six games. So you see how Florida's the place to be. You know, this is where the action is. And again, for the benefit of those that weren't listening earlier, they are upset in South Florida that the NHL would schedule the Panthers game on the same night as the Heat game. And on sports radio, they're blaming Gary Bett.
1: Um, Darren, you know far more about this stuff than me.
0: Tell me how something like this happened. I know. It, they're not thinking about each other. That's how it happens, right? They're not thinking yeah. about each other. They've got their playoffs set. I mean, how far is the drive from Sunrise to Miami where the Heat might will play? 20 miles, 25 miles. Okay, so it's not that far, right? So you would get fans. It would be a legitimate concern. But I, I think, you know, they're not worried. I think when you get this far into the playoffs, into the second round, you drum up some excitement. A, a, a place like South Florida should be able to support them both, fill both stadiums. So let's talk tomorrow and, and see if they did that. My guess is that both stadiums will be full tonight, so it won't be a problem.
3: Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. And the good news is, frankly, because I am new to this whole Florida hockey scene, but I think it's a good thing that people are upset that they both are playing at the same time. I'm sure there was a time that people wouldn't have cared if the Panthers were playing the same night as the Miami Heat, but tonight they do. Uh, By the way, it is Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos all day and all night long at Taco Time. This iconic brand has been around in Canada for over 40 years. A Canadian favorite serving over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. And by the way, uh, we're also brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We are part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to Clean Beauty for Men, available today at toughtribe Men dot com and Amazon Canada. If you were watching earlier, I don't think you were, were you on a call earlier? Near the end I of was. hour one? Yeah, I figured. Alex Fulton from the Game Plus Studio. He's switching the show in downtown Toronto right now. He asked which series I was looking most forward to Battle of Florida or Battle of Alberta. But as I was saying earlier when you were on, I've been the benefactor of great timing in my life, and this continues to be the same thing. We're right in the middle of both, and I'm excited for both for different reasons. Um, I'm probably a historically Battle of Alberta. It hasn't happened since 1991. I watched the last one, but both are tremendous. And I've said Flames in six, Panthers in seven. I never did write down your predictions yesterday, by the way. I was looking for them. You want to give me for the entire
0: round, two, Moose? Would you mind right now? Yeah, they were pretty much the same as yours, except I've got Colorado winning in five. Um, and I've got Calgary in seven.
1: I've got mm-hmm. Florida in seven. And Carolina in five. Okay. Very similar to mine. It's interesting two quicker series. With Bernie. Well, Bernie Nichols,
3: Weekend at Bernie's, watch for that, by the way, which, yeah, you know the movie, uh, will be, we'll be coming to a screen near you, starring all of us. But Bernie didn't care how long the series go. Guy who's been through all these playoff wars, Bernie doesn't want to get into four, five, six, just whatever. I'll tell you who will win. There's something about that that I admire. But from a betting perspective, homie, don't play that game. You want to tell our viewers about uh, the Legends promo, if you don't mind right now? Uh, yeah, when you sign up at,
0: at, at Bet Regal, uh, use the promo code Legends to get a deposit bonus, and uh, that's the Bet Regal legends. So uh, they're legends I mean, Damon Allen, um, Matt Dunnigan, and Bernie Nichols um, are, the, uh, are the legends, but use the promo code. Legends at Betregal, and uh, you can uh, get a deposit bonus and uh, get a little extra action when you bet on the Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: Somebody just asked. In the chat if the mayors got involved in this. Here it is. Oh, I went to the big board. Okay.
3: And uh I don't have my breaking news bell here, but if I did, ring a ling-a-ling. The battle of Alberta has officially started with a friendly hockey wager between the city councils in Calgary and Edmonton. And some elite Canadian soccer players with ties to both cities have also made bets. The Calgary Flames play the orders. Blah, 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 blah. Calgary Mayor Gioti Gondek said every council member in the losing city is expected to wear the winning team's jerseys at the first meeting after the series finishes. Initially, I think that's kind of weak. But then I think, can you imagine Calgary City Council wearing Oiler jerseys?
0: Wouldn't that be something? A step up, Rod, from oh, the mayor's going to wear a jersey for a day. And so he wears it and has one 45-second public appearance. This is a three-hour council meeting where you've got, what, 15, 20 people all wearing jerseys? Would look like a team practice. So that's actually pretty good. They've stepped it up a little bit. I like it.
3: For the mayors, in addition to wearing the winning team's colors, Calgary's mayor said members of the Losing City Council would donate money out of their own pockets to organizations that help children with cancer. That donation is in recognition of Ben Selter, an Edmonton boy who has brain cancer and has become known as a good luck charm for the orders. Is he ever? You've seen the photos of him hugging Connor McDavid. Oy. Uh, the playoff battle of Alberta has also prompted a friendly wager between Canadian soccer players Alfonso Davies and Sam Atacugby. Atacugby, who grew up in Calgary and now plays in Turkey, reached out to Alfonso Davies, a barren Munich star who grew up in Edmonton, on social media for the bet. Uh, the bet is the loser has to donate $2,000 to the winning team's charity foundation and take a photo in their jersey. I feel like there's a lack of creativity here in these bets, but at least they're doing it. Guys, Jeff, the stats fan, just says, why such a cliché
1: bet? Uh, what's the one eleven Eastern, by the way? Time for a healing, Moose, and uh,
3: you are on the uh, right track. We're all on the right track here. I see What would be a step the... up on the bet? That's what I'm wondering. You've seen people say, oh, I've switched my avatar, my Instagram
1: profile pic for a week to this, you know. Um, John Ohm. Next break I'm getting my bell. Ring the bell you effing pansy. He says, uh, from John Ohm, he says, Rod,
3: the, this is just for Rod, the difference between Paco's and your opinion is that I asked for tacos.
1: How about that? <laughs> Spicy. That's a good one. Uh, John Kirby
3: says, any updates on the CFL preseason supposed to start Monday?
1: And I just made it in. It was busy. Oh, you were busy, John. So we should all start for you. Show uh. up on time. Hey, bus, sorry I missed you. I was busy. Bus ain't coming back, John. Um, BW in Edmonton says, I thought the losing mayor had to wear face paint during
3: council meeting. Oh, Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, no kidding, lame bet. Get a tattoo of the opposing team's logo if you lose the bet. Again, what, would, what is the most delicious bet? There's a lot more. That you could do.
0: Yeah. Here's what I would come up with, okay? If this for this Oilers and Flames series. If I was a diehard Oiler or a diehard Flames fan, I would say, look at it. And you're an Oiler fan and I'm a Flames fan, let's just say. I would say, look at Rod. The loser has to show up to the first game in your city next season wearing my jersey. So you got to go to your rink in Edmonton as a Flames fan for the Battle of Alberta next year and wear a Flames jersey for that game. That would be punishment, okay? To sit there and watch your team play the Flames wearing a Flames jersey. That would just make your skin crawl. Now, that's a punishment. I would go for something like that. I like the ones you
3: have to run naked down Albert Street (laughs) or in your underwear. Like, that's...
1: Now we're getting somewhere. Holding a flag, right? a flag. Yeah. Um john kirby in
3: edmonton says rod rude but i still love the show um there are no updates actually i'm glad you know again i often say for those that just tuned in i'm being somewhat facetious we don't know if there's going to be a football game played on monday or not it's supposed to be winnipeg at saskatchewan 3 p.m S.A.S. time 5 p.m eastern and uh I've asked Darren, it was in our morning meeting, I said, "What is there anything new on this? It's in my commentary again today. Go read it at rodpeterson.com. I don't know who to trust because I know how some of these types of people operate and they get their media people to be puppets for them and force them to lie, to push their agenda and threaten them with their jobs if they don't. Because I, I had that happen to me. So I don't really know... Who to believe? Like, I would believe the players. This is my stance from what I see. It's like the owners were shocked. The players actually walked off the job. They were stunned. They haven't in the color television era. So that shocked them. And I think the owners are reeling a little bit. And it's, again, if you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. But we're seeing another flood of retirements on social media. Guys announcing their own retirements. I'm seeing team layoffs as this goes along, because the, the money just isn't there. There are players saying, I would rather
1: retire than play under these conditions.
0: What does that no. tell you? It's, I know, it's crazy. And guys are deciding, do they want to go through this battle or do they want to move on with their lives? You know, especially, you know, guys who aren't going uh, to have big salaries and aren't guaranteed spots on the team and things like that. You got real tough decisions to make. And the longer this drags out, the tougher those decisions are going to be. And, you know, guys need to provide for their families and provide for themselves. And we're not talking about millions of dollars here where, you know, a year's worth of salary can sustain you for X number of years. These guys are for a you know, large chunk of them. living paycheck to paycheck because I don't want to be crazy. I mean, if you're making 60,000, which would be on the low end in the CFL, you're making 80 90 hundred you you're doing better than most people you know in the world so i don't want to think that's still i mean it's not great in terms of pro sports salaries but this is yeah they got to go find other jobs they got to go take care of themselves they can't just sit back and wait jennifer at the fourth season says i'm okay with the
3: jersey swap even though it burns your skin jason and red deer says the loser has to walk naked through wascana park some people have done that without even losing a bet. Um, someone here says loser has to paint their car. Here it is. Jeff in Winnipeg. Get your vehicle painted in the opposing team color. Whoa. Can it just be watercolors? Like so just for a, a day and permanent. then you go to the car wash? Yeah, yeah, not permanent. Not, not, not doing it. Uh, We're going to take a time out and continue the fun and frivolity after this. On the way, Dave Randorf, the television voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, to preview tonight's Game 1. You're watching the RP Show live from South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at RodPeterson.com.
1: Head to YouTube.com slash the
3: Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button
1: for all the content you may have missed.
3: Steamy one in South Florida. Game day tonight: Panthers and the Lightning at 7 p.m. Eastern. p.m. Eastern at St. Louis at Colorado in Game 1. By the way, we're on the road. Rod Peterson Show live on location next week to kick off the 2022 Centennial Cup hosted by the city of Estevan and the Estevan Bruins. This is a sold-out tournament, and we can't wait to be part of all the action. Stay tuned for tournament updates and catch the live game streams at hockeycanada.ca. I'm just so darn excited to get there. Of course. Can't hide the smile on my face. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. Um, get the scoops. Get the buzz. You know, I, you know I, you go to the press box here, and I will tonight at FLA Live Arena, and there'll be some guys there. But Affinity Place and Estevan's going to be packed with hockey folk, men and women. I can't wait. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most? Everybody's asking what we're looking forward to the most with these Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: What about getting Estevan next week and doing the show live? It's going to be great. And you know, what's, what's, what's awesome about that is it's also going to be a great place to cover the Stanley cup playoffs from because of all the hockey people that are going to come down on the city, not only to watch that, but just to get together and just, you know, um, get to see a lot of people we haven't seen in a long time. So I think that's going to be really cool. The hockey people, and we just love being around the rink watching hockey and, um, Oh, we're going to get uh, our share of, uh, of pizza and hot dogs and all the rest. It's going to be going to be a fun week. I better load up on pink drink.
3: How about that? You that is the one that? thing, the, the one thing that I'm very, that I do miss Alberta about is the hockey culture. Right. Yeah. But we're going to be back there before long and we'll be going to CFL games this summer, which by the way, the buzz, the, The pizzazz of being in a hockey market is something that a hockey guy like me really enjoys. However, I have a text message here from a CFL guy who, incidentally, is in America, but he said, uh, I'll read you verbatim. I'm told vets are hosting workouts somewhere in Saskatoon. It is Saskatchewan, by the way. If you see a large group of 20 something athletic men, Snap a photo and send it to us. How, where could you hide in Saskatoon, Darren? You would have to assume
0: they'd be outdoors, wouldn't you? You don't have to assume. There's a couple of indoor spots now. One at, uh, at the Gordie Howe Park, a new indoor facility there. There's, a, I believe it's the SaskTel um, Center. It's not the Sastel Center, but there's the one up on, on Astrid there. Like uh, that. That's a new indoor facility. Yeah. The Sastel Soccer Center, that's it. Um, so there's a couple. There's a couple. But they're probably outside, and to be honest, they're probably right outside Griffith Stadium. There's a couple of grass parks right outside the stadium that they're probably working out on, unless they're over at SMF Field there where they would host the agreement. Yeah, Army. maybe
3: maybe it's not this big cloak-and-dagger thing that we're talking about. I just read you what the tech said. Clearly that guy isn't there. He's like, I, just, yeah. I heard that they're holding workouts, which tells me that they're planning on coming back and playing probably soon. So... Uh, Again, I get derailed with my thought process here, but it's, you know, who do you believe? They're saying if they don't have a deal done by Wednesday, the Riders won't be playing Monday. Uh, but I could see that if it wasn't done by Wednesday, well, hang on, may- maybe Thursday. You know, that's the part where I just get, uh, whatever, man, leave me out of it. I just yeah. would hate having my fate tied to this. And this is what I think the fans don't understand. They go back about their jobs. They, whatever, if they don't play, well. Oh, sh- I'll go to the lake for the day. Like, it's, this is their life. Yeah, and I'm just glad that it's not mine anymore. I'm, can you imagine? You know, look at Derek Taylor. Dream job, voice of the Blue Bombers, sitting in an empty field, <laughs> waiting for the players to show up. How much, how much would that suck? Um, uh, where is it? Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I love the CFL, but if the owners don't care, then why should I care? That's the one thing, if you've read any... Of the blogs and coverage of this they're saying that the owners are willing to live with the consequences of this strike and jamming this
0: down the players throat what do you think those consequences might be consequences might be losing games consequences might be you know losing the pr battle and needing to you know build that back up again right um that's going to come with an expense to try and get people's ticket money and things like that. And for every, you know, every day that goes along where you're not playing, you don't, you know, you start taking games off the calendar. That's money. We're not spending money. We're spending somewhere else becomes that much harder to get us back in the building. So that would be some of the consequences for sure. um, That they would be obviously, I guess, willing to live with. From our VP of SIM events, Nelson
3: Hakowicz. He writes in and says, Can confirm a local gym has given their space to the riders for a workout. Thank you. Breaking news local Saskatoon gym donated its space to the Rough Riders, striking Rough Riders, for a workout. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Let these players work out in peace. No. And it reminds me of following the Humboldt Broncos crash. April 6th, 2018, a couple months later, the uh, humble Broncos were holding a spring camp, right? And Mike Babcock came in to coach it and it was all locked down. I can't remember what arena it was. Do you remember?
0: Was it Latrice? Where was it? Yeah. I can't remember exactly where it was. It might've been Latrice. I don't remember.
1: It
3: really doesn't matter. Is there a Kinsman arena in Saskatoon? There is. I mean, it me yeah, that there was the Kinsman Kinsman Arena. I think it might have been the Kinsman Arena. But anyways, I was willing to respect the privacy of the workout, having been elbows deep in the Humboldt situation, i.e., dealing with uh, victims' families, dealing with survivors, survivors' families, Broncos staff. But I had. It's Saskatchewan, okay? It's the Saskatchewan hockey community. What do you think's going to happen? I got a buddy whose kids in the camp. He's sending me pictures of Mike Babcock on the ice on the Friday night. They were 10 minutes into the workout. He's like, hey, Babcock's here. I'm like, "Uh, I knew he was coming. So I tweeted the photo and I made a big deal out of it. Mike Babcock is coaching the Humble Broncos spring camp. It had over 500,000 impressions on Twitter, and I understood the Babs was mad about that. That he didn't want the world to know that he was helping this out. And I'm like, for gosh sakes, this is a team and a league that needs a little good news, Babs. Leave it up to me. So for the CFL, because I think the consequences, it was a bit of a rhetorical question to you because I have my own thoughts on what the consequences are. And the consequences are this team sliding right off the map into oblivion because since I've Been outside of Saskatchewan and taking the green goggles off. I realized that not as many people follow the CFL as the people in Saskatchewan. And if they're striking, they're out of sight, out of mind is a thing. And not playing in 2020 (laughs) inflicted enough damage. Look at the crowds last year and don't blame COVID. So any pub, if somebody wants to send a photo in of the Rough Riders working out during this strike, we'd post it. Gladly.
1: Just so you know,
3: they're still alive. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says all Stampeders players are welcome to use my treadmill. You'll probably have to get your jackets off it, Jeff. I'm sure it's not (laughs) being used. How about that? Uh, From John Ohm. (laughs) Ohm. I got all my props. He says, with the Toronto Raptors and Maple Leafs being out of the playoffs, this CFL strike is hurting the Toronto Argos' chances to be prominent at this time of year, other than the Jays. CFL, get back to work. Well, it hasn't even gone to a mediator yet. I hear that they're, they will
1: at some point, but I'd love to know how that's going to go down. You know what I mean? Like I know. Eesh.
0: It it feels very much like there's a lot of work left to do, and and they're right. still kicking their feet up, having coffee. Which I know they're not. I know there's informal talks <laughs> happening, but with no formal talks scheduled, it's just like, what are we doing? Right? Where are we going? And how are we going to fix this? But it's all, I guess, part of the strategy and the posturing, and and uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, well, this is what this is how things have changed, by the way. This
3: is. <laughs> Kent Strachan, and you know him. He came down to watch the show live at the Gray Eagle when we were in Calgary. He says, the owners of the CFL better get their spit together. My partner and I are season ticket holders in both Calgary and Saskatoon, and we are losing faith in the owners. The players are what we pay to see, and that's part of the problem. I don't know if the guys that are in these ownership, leadership positions have always been this way, but I know when I – again, I, I – I use the CFL as the example because that's the league that I work. In. This is supposed to be pro sports, but I was woefully underpaid. And the people that I was working for, although they had all the power, they wanted the glory and the glamour and the uh, notoriety too. Right? And I'm like, you got all the money. You need this too? You're mad that some kid wants a, a selfie with me or, or an autograph? You're mad at me for that? You're not paying me anything. Give me something. And I think the owners don't realize it is the players. It's the players. But the owners want the glory too. Frankly, I loved my own story yesterday from John, the maintenance guy at the beach house. Oh, yeah,
1: you you worked in the CFL? Who was that guy, that guy? Looney? No, the other one. The other Garcia? No, the other one. Set all the records. Warren Moon. Yeah, that's that guy. Warren Moon. I remember him. CFL. Nobody ever brings up the owners, Not publicly. That's right.
0: They never do. And, you know, you just know how that negotiation's going, too. You know, the owners will sit there and be like, we know how big your strike fund is. Not that big. We're willing to wait till you guys cave. And the players are coming back saying, you underestimate Our ability to live on a budget. We've been doing it for a long time and they both crossed their arms and dig their heels in. And here's where we are. Right. And I also think that
3: you got a guy like Alex Chevrier announcing his retirement last night on uh, Facebook. And obviously we're Facebook friends. So I saw it and I, I thanked him for his service with the franchise on with life. And that's probably another thing the owners didn't gamble on. A, that they would strike in the first place, and B, that they would just retire rather than come and play under these terms. Like, I, th- I think they're reeling a little bit. I really do, if we want to sit and analyze that. Um, Wayne and BC, absolutely rot. If the CFL doesn't play this year or play a shortened season, the league may not survive. There's the complete... Uh, Now you're starting to get into some of these conspiracy theories where they're saying the owners actually want the league to die. So now they can partner with an American league.
0: Are you seeing this stuff? That's the conspiracy theory stuff that starts getting thrown around. And it's the stuff that you can draw enough paths to uh, it having legs, even if it seems kind of crazy and in the sky kind of stuff. I've watched enough TV shows, Rod. That could be what's going on. I'd like to think that uh, it's not, but uh, it's possible.
1: From Nelson, he says, but in the
3: NFL, owners have more notability than some of the players and most of the GMs. Let's stop comparing the NFL and the CFL. Different universes. (laughs) Not not apples and oranges,
1: because they're in the same frame. They're not even in the same stratosphere. Stop. Um, Moose, I guess I'll let you go and see you back here for overtime. Good. I'll see
3: you then. Dave Randorf of the Tampa Bay Lightning joins us next. This is going to be fantastic. You're watching the RP Show on a game day in South Florida. Lightning and Panthers game one tonight. Also later on, Colorado, home to the St. Louis Blues at Ball Arena. And it's a day three of the CFL strike. We'll see if Rambo has some thoughts on that, the former host of the CFL on TSN panel. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and if you missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. The calm before the storm, as they say. Game one of round two. Tonight in Sunrise, Florida, the Panthers home to the Tampa Bay Lightning. By the way, next week, we're live on location at the Centennial Cup in Estevan, Saskatchewan. A 10-team tournament from May 19th to the 29th, hosted by the Estevan Bruins. They'll be welcoming the champions of the nine CJHL leagues. For more information on the 2022 Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons, visit HockeyCanada.ca or follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll be broadcasting live from Affinity Place all week long. All right, let's go. Dave Randorf is going to be a busy guy. I'm so grateful that you found time for us today, Rambo, for game one. I know you're going to have a role, man. (sighs) What has you tingling about tonight's game?
2: Well, you know, I just uh, think back to the first round series that we had the pleasure of being able to broadcast last year, and I, I kid you not. From the drop of the puck in game one of that first-round series right until Braden Point kind of ended it with a goal in game six back at Emily Arena, it was nonstop. It was fast. It was physical. It was intense. There was lots of goals. There was pushing and shoving and fighting and intensity. The very first-ever playoff meeting between these two in-state rivals, they'd never really even been in the playoffs at the same time, only three times before in their franchise histories. And now here they are, not only in it, but they're both elite teams. Uh, you, you've got the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions and the best team in the regular season in the Florida Panthers. So uh, that's what's got to be tingling. This is, gonna be, this, is gonna, this is a no-brainer. This is going to be a great series. There's going to be tons of eyeballs on it to start because of all the, the buzz that they created last year. And I think just as this series goes on, uh, it, will be, uh, it will definitely be one to watch.
3: Well, and you know, and I've asked you this before, but I'll ask you again. You know that in Western Canada, they're vibrating about the Battle of Alberta. Give some props to the Battle of Florida and why this is a, this is a series that people shouldn't turn away from.
2: <laughs> I get it. Listen, I, I've, I've done Battles of Alberta, you know, and worked those games and been at those games and felt that intensity. I'm going to tune in tomorrow night, too, for sure. Uh, I get it. Uh, but it's funny how, you know, we as Canadians sometimes look at Florida and go, well, you know, it's been kind of like a novelty down there. Keep thinking that if you like, but uh, it's not. I mean, the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are three times Stanley Cup champions. They've got three of them, and including back to back. And they are a very good team and have been for a good period of like better part of 10 years now and the florida panthers are a past entertaining deep team they've added some guys this year in sam reinhardt Ben rot uh sergey who got chased from the series last year has been much better at tied for the league leading wins with a guy at the other end of the ice and andre vasilevsky uh, there's a lot of uh, big guys in the series that are love to get involved physically and Radko gutis and ryan lomberg a guy who used to play for the flames and and of course on the other side eric chernak and pat maroon and corey perry uh, so they're going to bring the uh, the heavy to this series. And then, of course, you got all kinds of stars that love to shoot the lights out. Jonathan Huberto, tied for second in the league in points with 115, led the league in assists. Barkov, who probably could have been close to his totals had he not been hurt. Uh, Carter Verhage, who is right now second in playoff scoring with 12 points in a six-game series against Washington, a former member of the Lightning. There's all kinds of storylines. And bottom line is these are just two good teams. And, uh, you know, if, if you turn your nose up because you think this is the, the state of Florida, then you're missing out.
3: Yeah, no doubt. By the way, Rambo, realizing again, you, you're a very popular guy. There's a ton of questions coming in from the viewers, but I'm being selfish. I'm hogging them all for you. Now, you just pumped the tires of the Panthers. You've got to tell me what the absence, if there will be an absence of Braden Point, is going to mean to the Lightning. Former Moose Shell Warrior and Calgary product. What do we know about his status?
2: Well, we know that uh, John Cooper said yesterday he's highly doubtful for tonight. He did not skate yesterday. They did not hold a morning skate this morning, so he's pretty much not going to play uh, tonight. Um, And then he's day-to-day. For those who missed it, he got injured, got tangled up, just kind of got tangled up along the far boards in the first period of Game 7 Saturday night uh, in Toronto, which which is an amazing Game 7, by the way. And uh, that's obviously a big hole. <laughs> uh, it goes without saying, this is a guy who's led the Stanley Cup playoffs in, in goals each of the last two years with 14 goals both years. Uh, so he's, been, he's got so much clutch in his game. Uh, but he's also been asked to play a shutdown role along with Anthony Sorelli. They were trailing in Marner and Matthews and did a pretty good job of it. Uh, and so that is a, a massive hole, no doubt. And people are saying, what kind of adjustments do you make? You know, you don't really adjust to losing a guy like Braden Point. You just rely upon your depth. They may bring in Riley Nash, a guy who's played on three teams this season, including the Lightning, and they brought him back. He has not played again for the Lightning since they reacquired him on waivers, but he's been around the team. They may put him in there. He's a reliable veteran, another uh, Western Canadian guy uh, who's been around the block and and can be plugged in. Or I think what they're going to do, and this is just my uh, hunch, I've got no concrete information here, but uh, they may go with 70. This is something that John Cooper and the Lightning have done many times over the past couple of years. And tonight, when you really need it against a high-fly, the highest scoring team in the NHL, uh, I, my guess is he'll bring Jan Rudow back into the mix and go with seven defensemen, and then, then they'll just wait to see uh, when, if and when Braden Point can be back in there.
3: I'll read a couple. John Ohm. Ohm in Winnipeg says Canada loves and misses Dave, one of the best ever. So he's speaking for a lot of people there, Rambo. Um, Sheesh, we never have enough time with you. What did you think when John Cooper was saying, we're giving the series to the Leafs? You've referenced the Toronto series a couple times here. What did you think? Because uh, Dave Poulin was on here last week saying he's speaking to his own players, not the media or the Leafs. What did you think about Cooper's comments there?
2: John is a very intelligent man. And when he goes in front of a microphone, nothing is uh, off the cuff. It's all kind of measured, and he knows the impact that it will have. He used the word freebie after game number one. He said, you don't want to give freebies at this time of year, and we gave them a freebie in game one. And he said about a couple of other things along the way, building up uh, as that series progressed, like we got casual on a five-on-three, and, and, uh, you know, we're imploding with all the penalties we're taking. So, you know, these messages were certainly – uh meant to resonate with his players a veteran group and probably this is nothing he didn't say to them in meetings for sure uh but he, he reinforced it publicly and chose to do so having said that he's got a very experienced veteran group a team that's been together for an awful long time a team that uh, and a group that he trusts implicitly and has the utmost confidence in so he knows what they can handle and what they can't uh he knows how to push buttons and and you know, would you believe that John Cooper has never won Coach of the Year? All these years, the Lightning have been the way they have been, a very good and enter- entertaining team and a successful team, and he's never won. And I think it's probably because of he coaches this good team that's loaded with stars, and a lot of people just kind of overlook it and go, oh, yeah, how hard is it to write Vasilevsky on the lineup card and then send Hedman and Stamkos and Kucherov and point over the boards? That's It, it goes so much deeper than that. And I see this team on a day-in, day-out basis. and and how he has kept them motivated and pushing forward in a long season for them in which they've played a ton of hockey in the last two two and a half years. People forget they won two cups in a 10 month span within 12 months, and that's unheard of. And uh, people kind of forget that part of the equation. I haven't seen any physical fatigue with this group, but certainly in March, there was mental fatigue. And maybe even at times during that first round series. But when it counted the most, their experience uh, rose to the, uh, the, the top, and they shut down. They won Game 7, or I beg your pardon, Game 6 in overtime, and then shut down Game 7 on the road. And the Lightning appeared to be back on track.
3: Yeah, well, one thing about those awards, I've realized since I've left the CFL and got into all other sports, kind of looked around and took a breath, some of those guys voting don't really know the game. Um, Dave, let me say this. They're clamoring for a CFL comment. The fans want to know your thoughts of the fact that the CFL is on day three of us.
2: I was up there in Canada and I was talking to some people up there, including Chris Cuthbert, another former uh, familiar voice of CFL fans. And I can't say I have followed this latest labor uh, impasse um, that closely, although that I know that there is one. And uh, it frustrates me, not knowing all the issues. I'm just going to just tell you on the surface, it frustrates me as a man who cares, a guy who cares about the league and he cares about the players and the fans. And, and everybody involved that just seems that time and time again, they can't get out of their own way. It's one thing after the next, and this league cannot afford any kind of shutdown. Uh, it's just not a league that can withstand that, and I certainly hope that we are up and running uh, soon. Uh, I watch a lot of games. I live here now in Tampa, and uh, I watch as many games as I possibly can on my ESPN Plus app. So I'm still following along, and I hope they sort it out because uh, there's a lot of good people in that league and a lot of passionate fans from coast to coast.
3: I'm just going to run a little long. 60 seconds. What is it like? Let's get personal for a second. In the same city as Tom, Tampa, city of champs, as, as Stammer said. What's it like, Dave? In Tampa Bay,
2: uh, it's great. Yeah. It's a great place to live. I really enjoy it. Uh, my wife and I are, are adjusting to a new life here. Um, we, you never see Brady. It's amazing. Tampa's not that big. and Yadim, He's here all the time. Well, yeah, I know. He's at, you're in he's, South Florida where I am now. Yeah, I'm in South Florida too. But even when he's there during the season, you never see the guy. He keeps it pretty tight. But uh, it's, it's a great uh, sports town. The baseball team's always pretty good. You've got Brady in town and the Lightning are there. and It's a fun place. I really, uh, I really am enjoying it, and the weather doesn't suck.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Rambo, thanks, as always, for the visit. Good luck in the series.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot. And, and to everybody who wrote in there, uh, thanks very much. It really means a lot to get those nice uh, words from, uh, from back home. It means a lot. Thank you.
3: They mean it. Thanks, Dave. The television voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dave Randorf, joining us on the day of Game 1, Lightning and Panthers. We'll be back with the final segment, Overtime, for Taco Time. Next, you're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel
3: yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's overtime, final segment, and then we'll be off to sunrise for game one tonight, Lightning in Florida. Maybe a birthday party in between. We'll see. Let's bring the moose in, if you don't mind. Uh, Darren Moose DuPont is for the overtime segment brought to you by, well, Taco Time, as you see, because it is Tuesday. Right? $2 tacos all day and night at Taco Time. Who wouldn't like that? Uh, and of course, the Four season Sport. Yeah, right. Four season Sports Palace. You're home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and UFC. Moose, I got to get this camera thing figured out. What's the word? You're the boss. You are the man. Should I be? Can we get through the rest of the week this way, or should I get it fixed before tomorrow's show?
0: Well, I mean, <clears throat> always if we can get it fixed, let's get it fixed. But uh you know, I, I you know I've been watching the show. I think it looks good. I think the you know, we've, you've done a great job, and Jordan's done a great job in making this all work. I love what we've, we've been able to pull off here. So I'm not unhappy, that's for sure.
3: I haven't done anything, just so you know. It's all <laughs> Jordan, and uh, but anyways, we'll talk after the show. I may have figured it out. But my brother has sent me something here from Barstool Sports. It's interesting. For the hockey fans, the Carolina Hurricanes are, this is the way it reads from Barstool. The Carolina Hurricanes are a direct result of what happens in a society that tries to rid itself of bullying. These are a bunch of dorks who deserve to get bullied mercilessly. They think they can just run around and make all these wacky and zany stupid jokes, but the moment you say something mean about them, they cry out for mommy. Is this how Barstool writes their stuff? I've never read anything before. Anyways, the long and the short of this is they're not allowing Rangers fans to buy tickets to games in Raleigh, is the sense that I'm getting here. And just before you have a comment on that, I had a f- parent of one of the Brandon Wheat Kings write me and said, Rod, how do you feel about the fact that the Red Deer Rebels are not selling us tickets in a block for the playoff games between the Wheat Kings and Rebels? They're sprinkling us all over the arena. Don't you think that's wrong? And I said, uh, Well, number one, I don't care. Number two, the BC Lions used to do that to the Rough Rider fans back in the day. They didn't want them sitting in a block, so they sprinkled them all around the stadium. This is not. This is not trademarked by the Red Deer Rebels. And now if you're the Carolina Hurricanes, of course you'd want to sell your tickets to your own fans before the opposition fan. How is this even a story? Unless I've missed something.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't think they're going to sit there and have an unsold building and not let Rangers fans buy tickets and have empty seats. You know, if it's a case of letting Carolina fans buy their tickets first, they're going to let Carolina fans Buy their tickets first, whether that's through a pre-sale code, you know, by being an insider, subscribing to the Hurricanes newsletter or season ticket holders, et cetera, et cetera. You want to get as many of your fans in the building as possible. I mean, It makes sense to me. Here's the headline. The Carolina Hurricanes are a bunch of cowards refuse
3: to let out-of-state Ranger fans buy tickets to playoff games. No, they're none of the sort. They're smart, and they know they can sell it to their own fans first. Which is what you just said. My God, what's wrong with people? Uh, Ward in Winnipeg watching on Game Plus TV says, I refuse to believe this strike will last more than two weeks. It will be season on by June 1st. Sign, Ward, a bomber season ticket holder. From Metal Shingle Guy, regarding my buddy's uh, text message that the Riders vets are holding voluntary workouts around Saskatoon, he has sent me a link from radio station cjme.com Uh, it's a link to a story that says Ryder Vets leading workouts. He says, your buddy is a day late. He usually is. (laughs) (laughs) Darren, you probably know who it is after this. I'll tell you who it is. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. The whole world's gone mad. The whole world's gone mad.
0: I sound like John Lewis right now. What did we say? We, We. Mercury is in retrograde. Rod, Mercury is in retrograde. We got to wait till June
3: 1st and everything's going to be going crazy. Um, Uh. Do you think people will get normal by then? I don't. But here's the thing. I love, that's why I love reading that NHL PR website every day, because it's not opinion. You know, Kale McCarr had the most points of the first three games of a series for this first, the most since Al McGinnis and Paul Coffey. That means something to me. I don't care what people think about the Battle of Alberta and what they think is going to happen. None of that matters. What matters is watching the games. And we'll be watching it tonight. Great show, Moose. See you tomorrow. Great show. See you tomorrow. Noon Eastern on
1: Game Plus. His name is Rolf. Not joking.